Hi there everyone and welcome back to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. When we last left off, Rose was getting ready to head out towards the backup generator in her backyard, and on the way we were learning a few interesting details about her relationship with her mother. Uh, looks like a small piece of one of our recordings got deleted, so I'm going to have to go ahead and read the first command here, which is Rose, grab the Eldridge Princess. It's too big to capture log. Not that you would want to move it anyway. The pretty princess doll has been sitting there for months, ever since your mother got this abomination for your birthday as a totally passive-aggressive gesture. You decided to make it much less abominable by knitting Her Majesty a new head and new arms. Now it brings a mischievous smile to your face whenever you walk by. Your mother hasn't removed the doll yet, and probably never will. She would never be the one to blink first. Acquire Umbrella for Protection from the Elements U is greater than L, and U is less than V. You're going to have a hell of a time accessing that card when you need it. You guess you'll just cross that bridge later. Peek inside kitchen. The liquor bottles are out in full force. Mom is surely nearby. Hmm. Investigate richly colored object in middle of screen. That would be your refrigerator, whose surface has customarily served as the battlefield for a chilly siege of passive-aggressive one-upmanship. This was a drawing you did of your cat Jasper's when you were younger, along with a poem about him. Your mother bought this ostentatious $15,000 frame for it and had it welded to the door. Jesus, oh, fuck, oh. her mom's kinda... <laughs> Next. Holy shit. Using the colorful magnet letters, you recently left a succinct message, which may or may not have been directed toward anyone in particular. But you couldn't find the letter W, so you just stuck two V's together. True! Of course. True! True. Next. <laughs> I like that her mother is an alcoholic, passive-aggressive bitch. I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your mother then purchased a fresh pack of W's and left them there for your convenience. Appreciative of the thoughtful gesture, you left her a sincere thank you note, which you had legally notarized, then marked with a drop of blood. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Next. But part of it was touching the floor, so your mother was kind enough to lift the lower portion of the document with a velvet pillow. Attach a W to face as fake mustache. What? Oh my god, they, they just fight. It's great! This is incredibly silly, and you're not sure how it fits into your campaign against your mother or getting your computer back online to escape your doom. But it's hard to resist getting a little silly sometimes, especially when you're absolutely positive no one is watching. Capture log the W. W is greater than L, and W is greater than V. This is the fucked up silly decks. Yep. Next. Oh my god, Rose. <laughs> I know, her refrigerator is awesome. But that unsightly void in the W pack won't do, nor will the gash in the plastic. You deposit 12 cents in its place, which is your approximation of the letter's value. You also make a vow to return later and neatly sew the plastic shut. Wow. Think of ways to one-up mother. You wonder how to address the pillow situation. It seems the woman has you at a clear disadvantage. Perhaps slipping a fresh doily under the pillow will do the trick? Or maybe spilling a bit of Worcestershire sauce on it and then having it dry-cleaned and returned along with a laboriously ingratiating apology note? No, there's no time for anything like that. Or maybe, just thinking out loud here, you could use the entire pack of W's as M's. Oh, yes, that would burn. 
but you've already done something with the W pack, and there's no need to go back and gill that lily. This is delicate business, and that pillow is screaming for rebuttal. Capture log the velvet pillow. You decide to take the velvet pillow and lovingly embroider a poem in praise of motherhood on it. Hopefully you can pull this off before she notices it's gone. VE is greater than L, VE is less than VI, and VE is greater than U. But it causes your tree to be pretty badly unbalanced. It surely will auto-balance itself in a moment. Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> Next. And just like that, the umbrella becomes accessible in the root card. That's one of the things you love about the tree modus. The happy surprises! It's because it's all you can fucking depend on from this modus. Oh my god. <laughs> Stupid silly decks. Head out the back door. Okay, enough's enough. Time to get go- <laughs> Next. Mr. Mother. You don't know how she does that. You're never safe in this house. <laughs> and of all the things to be doing during a power outage, she's up to her ironic housewife routine again. That mop bucket doesn't even have any water in it. What an absolute madwoman! Hop over counter, landing in a roll. This bird's gotta fly! Next. Does she not have a dad? No, she doesn't have a dad, and John doesn't have a mom. Oh, no. All four of the kids only have one guardian. John's got his dad, Rose has her mom, Dave lives with his brother, and, uh, what's her name? Garden Gnostic lives with her grandpa. Oh, next. Lousy goddamn stupid wizards! Meanwhile, in the past again. You're almost done patching up the hole in your window with gaffer tape. But it's sort of hard to get any work done when people keep pestering you all day. You guess you better get that. Hmm. Answer, chum. Oh, great, it's a, it's a GG chat log. I guess, uh, you, you want to exercise your incredible voice acting skills again and take care? Oh, no. See, hold on, see. <laughs> oh, man, okay. Oh, this is a voice that requires some prep. <laughs> All right. Hi, Dave. Hey, sup? Not much sup with you, bro. <laughs> Good one. It's alright, being chill, I guess. You know how it goes. Great. Feeling cool today? Mr. Cool Guy? Aw oh, man, you know it. So cool. You know shit is ice cold up in here. Shit is wicked bananas, I'm telling you. Colon, uppercase D. So have you talked to John today? Yeah, we were just talking a while ago about how he sucks at his Silidex. Can you believe he still uses stack? That kid is ridiculous. <laughs> lol. Well, that doesn't sound like much fun. What was it you use again? Wait, never mind. I forgot, whenever we talk about your goofy modises, I get a migraine. What do you want with John? Colon, close bracket. I want to tell him happy birthday and ask him about his birthday package. Oh, uh, yeah. I was being sort of cagey and told him to check the mail, because I was wondering if mine came yet. I think it did. Yeah? And I think mine came, too. Ha <laughs> ha So, uh, I guess you want to know if he likes it or something? No! He will not open it. He will lose it. Oh. Uh, wow. Sorry to hear that, I guess? No, it's good, actually. Because he will find it again later when he really needs it. Which, of course, is why I sent it in the first place. See, like, I never get how you know these things. I don't know. I just know that I know. 
Mm, all right. Anyway, I have to go. I have to feed back, which is always a bit of an undertaking. Man, if I were you, I would just take that fucking devil beast out behind the woodshed and blow its head off. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I could if I tried. Yeah. Anyway, say hi to your granddad for me, too, okay? Period, underscore, period. Yeah, I guess an encounter with him is almost certain. It is usually... Dot, 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 dot. Intense! <laughs> well, yeah, isn't it always with family? But he sounds like a total badass. Yeah, he totally is. Anyway, gotta go. See ya. Less than sign three. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to put a ban on your on your jade voice. Nope. <laughs> it's too perfect. Dave, uh, get the phone. Well, all right, don't. You're not reading her lines anymore. You don't know that. It'll... <laughs> It'll be handy to have your phone on standby, so you won't always have to go back to your computer whenever someone pesters you. This way, you can text message people no matter where you are or what outrageously cool thing you're up to. Equal sign, equal sign, greater than... Not... I'm not acknowledging you anymore until you stop that fucking voice. Equal sign, equal sign, greater than... <sighs> that's... that's not better! Stop it! Ohana means family. All right. And family means okay. no one gets left behind. Can we can we move on here? Equal sign, equal sign, greater than fucking asshole. So cool. Oh wow. John, wait. John, pursue adversary into that room. And even meaner, while in the present, sort of. Once again, the slippery antagonist eludes you. You only find more of these unpleasant, oily smears. Someone's pestering you. Both your PDA and computer register the message. This chum will know what to do. Alright, I'm out of my room now, looking for my bro's game. Oh, good! Yeah, there's no sign of Rose yet. I hope she's okay! Well, if she comes back, I'll be ready. You better know what you're talking about, because this could get ugly. Brought my phone, and I also took my awesome katana with me, in case things get too hot to handle. And they always do. What? You mean that cheap piece of shit you've got hanging on your wall? Fuck you! It's sharp, and it's awesome, and it's a sword. End of story. Okay, I don't really care. I'm in my room again, and I really think there's someone else in this house. Like, like monsters or something. Howie? <laughs> I wish. Dude, monsters aren't real. That's stupid kid stuff for stupid babies. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. What are you, an idiot? Of course there are monsters in your house. You're in some weird evil monster dimension. Come on, skepticism is the crutch of cinematic troglodytes. Like, hey mom, dad, there's a dinosaur or a ghost or whatever in my room. Yeah, right, Junior, go back to bed. Fuck you, mom and dad. How many times are we going to watch this trope unfold? It wasn't goddamn funny the first time I saw it. Just once, I like to see a dad crap his fucking pants when a kid says there's a vampire in his closet. Oh shit, everyone in the minivan. Be fucking dad of the year right there. Okay, okay, stop! What do I do? What, do you have a hammer? Man, so lame. Okay, whatever. You should look into weaponizing your Silidex. My bro is always getting on my case about it, but man, it's not as easy as it sounds. But if you're fighting monsters left and right, you don't have much of a choice. Hmm. Okay, I guess I can read up on data structures some more. How's it going over there? I'm out in the living room. He's usually here, but I don't see him. Might be playing his mind games. He's always pulling this ninja shit. All I see is little Cal over there, so I guess he can't be far. 
<laughs> oh, God. So lame. What? See, I I just don't know why you think it's cool. His ventriloquist rapping thing? Oh, little cow? No, man, little cow's the shit. That's fine. You're you're entitled to your opinion. I'm just saying that being a white guy who's a rapper with a ventriloquist doll is not cool by any stretch of the imagination or by any definition of the word cool, ironic or otherwise. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, bullshit. Cal is dope. Puppets are awesome. John Egbert blows. The end. Yeah, more like the opposite of all those things is the thing that's true. I'm gonna go read. Good luck with your bro. Fuck you. Read your book. Oh, wait. Read your book. <laughs> Stay wary of these foes. <laughs> Monsters. Only retarded babies who poop in their diapers believe in that stuff. S. Rose. Youth roll right out the front door. Here we go. First strife with Rose. This is the same as uh, when John fought his dad. Interactive. Aggrieve! I totally boner mom. You know what I mean. <laughs> aggress! Passive. Passive aggress. <laughs> Empty suicide <laughs> threat. <laughs> oh my god. Abjure. <laughs> Ironic indulgence. Abstain. A, a beautiful pony. Ironic negligence. Auto. Wow. Next. Okay. Okay. Oh. All right. Next. <laughs> it looks like Mom has satisfied her strife quota for the day. She simply returns to her housework. No point in going out the front door anymore. Might as well head out the back like you originally planned. First, be the pony. Second, trample mom. You can't be this stupid pony. And frankly, you can't imagine why anyone would want to. But you give the pony a begrudging pat on the snout anyway. Her name is Maplehoof. John! Turn around. I'm sorry. I love Maplehoof. <laughs> okay. You're trying to read, okay? This book is already unpleasant enough as it is without weird voices in your head nagging you to do things. Besides... I thought we already agreed there's no such thing as monsters. Data Structures for Assholes, Chapter 7 God damn it, why do I even bother? The good news. Finally, your revolting incompetence can be put to use. Instead of accidentally firing a Silidex full of steak knives into a priceless oil painting, or your beloved great-aunt, you can turn that fumbling fury toward one of your foes, such as the ability to grasp painfully simple concepts. The bad news? I'm tired of explaining myself hoarse, you gibbering fuckwads. In this chapter, I'll be phoning it in with liberal use of diagrams and shitty clip art. What are you going to do about it? You're going to wriggle in your own viscous secretions like the worms you are, that's what. Here, learn something for a change. Asshole notes! Purse your lips together to form a stiff pucker. Apply them firmly to my rear end. I now pronounce you man and wife. Now get in the kitchen and make my ass some dinner, bitch! Equal sign, equal sign, greater than, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. You probably picked up on it because it's not that complicated, but just uh, to be clear, what that book is trying to get at is that he should fling shit out of his Silidex at enemies instead of just into his posters and walls. Yeah, I figured. 
Fine. You'll interrupt your reading and turn around. But you don't see what could possibly be so- Oh my god, it's a monster. Next, next, next. Don't move. <laughs> the bunny gets it. <laughs> Aggrieve! Wow. Exit. You leave through the back door. Nearby is the transformer which distributes electricity from the underground generator powered by the river flowing beneath your house. The transformer was struck by lightning though and no longer works. You wonder if your mother has any plans to have it fixed. You guess she'd rather just play her mind games in a dark house like a weirdo. You can see the mausoleum and the portable generator across your backyard. You're almost there. Use the umbrella. It's not even that fucking far, why does she need an umbrella? It's oh, raining really hard, and also her entire Silidex fell apart, oh and, the, and the W attached itself to the Transformer. You regather your items and begin the soggy trek mausoleum word. Get up, John. This is no time for slumber. Oh man. Spacebar to attack. My space bar's sticky, this is really hard to do. Ow, he hit me! Luke! Yeah, he hit you. Once he hits you, that's the end of the flash. Forget the W and make haste to the mausoleum. 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 Retrieving the W never even crossed your mind. It's just a stupid magnet. Oh, she's just crossing towards it? That's boring. Yeah. Drawn! Salvage your weapon and fight on. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Oh. Ow. Sweet catch! Oh yeah, I kicked his fucking ass. I'm so great. Yeah. Suck some. You gotta pick up all the grist. I'm picking up all the. I'm picking up all the fucking gusher all the, fruits next. All the gushers. It's <laughs> literally what these are. Yeah. You said, put the bunny back in the box. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> now exult, victory, spoils are yours. The amazing victory allows you to scale the first two achievement rungs on your ladder. You're now a plucky tot, with a new feather in your cap to show for it. The Echolader rewards your bold ascent with 125 boon dollars. You waste little time storing them in your ceramic pork hollow. Additionally, climbing the rungs has boosted your gel viscosity and cash limit. Money, piggy bank, something something. Yeah. <laughs> Health mana. Okay, next. By expanding your cash limit, you've made room for all that nice grist you just collected. You now have 32 fragments of build grist and 10 fragments of shale. What about the card? It seems the shale imp had allocated the bunny to its strife specibus. Sort of a stupid thing to use for a weapon, but you might as well grab it and stick the bunny in your strife deck while you're at it. It'll at the very least be safer there. 
Okay. You group the two specify in your strife portfolio. No self-respecting strifer would be caught dead without one. Gather the scattered bits of your large armor. Oddly enough, it seems breaking the sledgehammer altered the abstratus from hammer kind to handle kind, even going as far as expelling the head of your smaller hammer from your deck to force compliance. You didn't even notice in the heat of the battle. You grab the sledgehammer handle, expelling the useless harlequin figurine. Now repair the hammer. You merge the sledgehammer head with its handle and return it to your strife deck, repairing the hammer kind abstratus in the process. The smaller hammer handle is ejected from the deck, since of course handles of any sort no longer belong in there. Obviously. Fine. Now what? Fix the other fucking hammer. He's got the big sledgehammer now. What's he need the little ball-peen hammer for? To throw! Dave is pestering you. You don't have time to deal with this nonsense right now. Something's amiss in your room. You can't quite put your finger on it. Yes, this sentence makes sense. The guy who we're depending on to save the other person. No. We don't have time for anything he might say right now. Let's go check out what the fuck the bunny's doing. Next. No, actually, we're gonna head back to Rose. <laughs> oh, he's yawning. Yeah, I can tell. You fire up the generator and drag a cord into the mausoleum. It, of course, would be foolish to run the generator inside a confined space. Generator safety is everyone's business. Defile the tomb. Sorry, Jaspers. Have to make space for the laptop. Besides, your final resting place is already a mockery. You should have decomposed years ago under a bed of petunias like a normal cat. Not given to a taxidermist and fitted with a tiny, custom-tailored suit, and then stuffed in a coffin built for infants? Plug in your laptop. You plug in your laptop and connect to the internet signal again. Everything predictably falls out of your Silidex, but you're not about to get bent out of shape about it. You have bigger fish to fry. Looks like Dave noticed you're back online. He pesters you like clockwork. And there's John. What on earth is he up to now? The door, John. Lock the door. You're right. Didn't Rose yank the door off its hinges and prop it on your bed? Someone, or something, has put it back and left it slightly ajar. Incredibly alarming. Investigate. Why are you doing his voice as Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know. Alright, whatever. So John is opening up the door, and... <laughs> what is this so outrageous? Oh no. <laughs> Pester John. <laughs> Nana Harlequin. Oh, there you are. John said your house was burning down. Are you on fire yet or what? No. For now, I've retired to the safety of a smaller building, which is much closer to the forest fire threatening my residence. Oh, well, that's a relief. John told me to get the game to help you out of there, so I'm working on that now. Working on it? Yeah, my bro's copy. Long story. Hey, don't tell John this, but I think he might have been right about the puppets. They're sort of starting to freak me out a little bit. You're referring to your brother's collection. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it's cool and all, the semi-ironic puppet thing or whatever... Or semi-semi-ironic. Man, I don't even know. I'm just starting to think some of the shit is going a little far, and it's kind of fucked up. I've seen his websites. I like them. <laughs> yeah, well, you would. Oh, man. I wish little Cal wouldn't look at me like that with those dead eyes. Jesus. Sometimes I dream that he's real, and he's talking to me, and I wake up in a cold sweat, and basically flip the fuck out. Interesting. Oh, God, why did I just tell you my dream? You're going to have a field day with that. 
I am currently scrawling notes furiously into one of the many psychoanalysis journals I maintain for you. Published papers forthcoming. Because, you know, it's not like either of us have anything better to do at the moment than to evaluate each other's radically debilitating pathologies. Yeah, I'm gonna get moving. Oh, have you heard from John? He's not answering me. He won't answer me either, but I am watching him. I suspect he's preoccupied with the fact that he just had a bucket of water dumped on his head by the ghost of his dead grandmother, who also happens to be dressed like a clown. HA! Alright, I'm out. Later. Interrogate this mad woman. It's worth noting that when I read TG, I sometimes replace his words with things that I would say instead in a chat log. Yeah, as long as you're getting the same gist, it doesn't really matter. Alright, I'll uh, take Nana Sprite, and you take John. Uh, Nana? Yes, dear! Wow, you scared the living daylights out of me. Hoo-hoo-hoo! Well, I guess it was a really great prank. Good one, Nana. Anyway, are you really my dead Nana? Of course, John! I have come back to help you on your journey through the medium and beyond! I'm delighted to see what a fine young man you've turned out to be, just like your father. Okay, I guess I will take your word for it. I don't remember you at all. My dad said I was really young when you died. Hey, speaking of which, do you know where he is? I looked everywhere for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Your father was kidnapped. No! When you crossed over to the medium, he was apprehended by the very forces of darkness which your presence here has awakened. What? Oh, okay. So, so hold on. What What's the medium you're talking about? It's where we are now. A realm that is a ring of pure void, dividing light and darkness. It turns in the thick of the Incipasphere, a place untouched by the flow of time in your universe. You mean because we're inside a computer or in the game software or something? A computer? Why, what is that, dear? Some newfangled contraption like the horseless auto boxcar? Well, uh, it's like this machine that, uh... Ho ho ho! Of course I know what a computer is, John! I was just pulling your leg! Ho ho ho! Oh, uh, okay. No, John. You are not inside a computer or software or anything like that. Try not to be so linear, dear. The software that brought you here was merely a mechanism that served as a gateway. Its routines in a way served to invoke this realm's existence. Yet it stands independently of any physical machine, and somewhat paradoxically, always has. I'm not sure I get it, but alright. So what do I actually need to be doing here? I think it would be best if we started with the big picture. Go on. Above the medium, beyond the seven gates, residing at the core of the Incipasphere, is a place known as Skya. Legend holds that Skya exists as a dormant crucible of unlimited creative potential. What does this mean, you ask? I'm afraid my lips are sealed about that, dear. Hoo-hoo! But needless to say, where a realm of such profound importance is concerned, Forces of light will forever be charged with its defense, while forces of darkness will just as persistently covet its destruction. And as it so happens, at the center of this realm whose fate is in question, these very forces duel on a stage, stuck in eternal stalemate. Yes, they have dueled in this manner forever. That is, until you showed up. Hmm, me? Me? 
Yes, you, John! Before your mishap with my ashes, you may recall the sprite's previous incarnation, which resulted from the Colonel's hatching. You see, this hatching occurs automatically in response to your arrival. The result is a pair of Colonels, one dark, one light, each carrying the information they were prototyped with before the hatch. One goes down to a kingdom entrenched in darkness, the other up to a kingdom basking in light. Each comes to rest in an orb atop a spire, of which there are three others in kind. The four spires are situated above a throne, and these two thrones preside over the two respective sovereign powers. And once the kernels are situated, that is when the game is afoot. The true war begins. Light versus dark. Good versus evil. This is a war that the forces of light are always destined to lose, without exception. A quest of futility, then. Well, really? Then what's the point? That remains for you to find out, dear. For you see, the journey you're about to take is the ultimate riddle. For now, your objective is to proceed towards Skya and pass through the first gate, situated directly above your house, not even terribly far. The gates will become progressively more difficult to reach, so you had better be prepared to sharpen your adventuring skills. How am I supposed to get up there? You build! Okay, I think I got it now. So I guess the battle against good and evil is sort of irrelevant? Well, I don't know. That all sounds kind of weird. But in any case, we build the house to get through those gates, and then I can save my dad. Yes, John! And then after that, we solve this ultimate riddle thing and save Earth from destruction. Oh no, I'm afraid not! Next with a question mark? Your planet is done for, dear. There's nothing you can do about that. Oh. Your purpose is so much more important than saving that silly old planet, dear. And that is? Hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Yes, I will have to agree with the float hag about that. John, you're such a good boy. I know you will succeed. Thanks, Nana. You're a good boy, and good boys deserve treats. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go bake you some cookies. Oh. The hag mentioned cookies. Pursue her. Oh, god damn it, that's just what you need. More baked goods. John, you do not say no to cookies. I command you to get them. You totally abjure the hell out of that idea. You're so busy abjuring, you don't even notice Rose has been pestering you this whole time. Hit John in the head with a box to get his attention. You give John a swift drubbing in the noggin, but he's undeterred. That is some fit he's throwing. Next. Perhaps you'll take this spare moment to contemplate the Nana Sprite's strange tale. It may also behoove you to record your thoughts on these developments in your GameFAQs walkthrough slash journal. It can be hard finding time to update it. In fact, you're not even sure where you found the time to write what's already there. Next. Oh, is that so, Jaspers? And just who do you think you're looking at with that smug grin? The last thing you need is sass from a dead cat. It's pretty much all his fault you're in this mess in the first place, so he can just button it. John, cookies, now. You refuse outright. This impudence is insufferable. Go get the cookies. Oh, well, when you put it so politely, how can John decline? John, you are stupid. You really need to work on your manners. Stupid, stupid, dumb. That's not a command. It's nothing. It's stupid. You're stupid. 
for the last time, I command you to get the cookies, boy. It's just not gonna happen, buddy. Years in the future. But not really enough to write home about. An agitated finger slips mid-keystroke. Hitting the caps lock key unlocked one of the vaults in the room, which was full of food and a book on human etiquette. <laughs> Next. Alright, we are back to Rose's game fact. Fuck reading that shit. Oh, Alright, well, I guess I'll just uh, summarize it then. Um, it's pretty much the same kind of information that Nana Sprite just gave us, uh, talking about how when you start the game you can prototype your kernel sprite with whatever you want to, and then once you actually get into the medium, it hatches and all of the enemies gain the properties of whatever you threw into it. So because John prototyped that Harlequin doll, all of the enemies are going to be clowns now. She's not finished with this yet. Jeez, cut her some slack. Maybe you should go bug someone somewhere else for a while. Or at the very least, some when else. Months in the past, but not many. I can't decide a voice for that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the normal voice. And now we're at Rose's house in the wintertime. Next. Oh, great. It's uh, it's another pestilog with GG. You get to use the uh, your voice again. Lucky you. Lucky me, even. Lucky all of us. Hi, happy birthday, Rose. Hello, and thanks. Did you get John's present yet? I just opened it this very moment. What a stunning coincidence you would ask about it now. I am stunned. Yeah, I know. What will you make with it? And who said it was something from which something else could be made? Well, John did tell me what it was. Duh. I suppose I'll take a stab at learning the craft. It's the least I can do in response to the subtle dig concealed in his gesture. He often tells me that I need a new hobby when I make perfectly reasonable analytical remarks. Oh, but Rose, I don't think he meant anything like that by it. You see, not everybody always means the opposite of what they say the way you do and Dave always do. Oh. Maybe. His birthday's in a few months, isn't it? Yep. I finally finished my present for him. I've been working on it for years. Years? It's so hard to tell when you're joking, or if you're even capable of it. <laughs> Colon, close bracket. I just nailed it, too. Oh, I just mailed it to. Wow, that got really dirty for a second until I remembered what word I was supposed to use. I just mailed it too, so it's sure to get there on time. Mail takes a while to get anywhere from here. I'll probably craft something with strong sentimental value. That should burn him. I don't think you really mean that. I guess not. So, shall I expect a green package dropped to my house via airmail from whatever screwball cranny of the globe you're tucked into? No, colon, open bracket. Sorry, but you're sort of hard to shop for. Less than sign, underscore, less than sign. Besides, I have something for you today that I think you will like better than something in a box. Oh? It is a tip! This is already intriguing enough to compensate for the grave scarcity of lavish gifts parachuting from the sky. Please, go on. Did you have a pet a long time ago that died? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, how did you feel about your cat? Did you love him a lot? Okay, well, I didn't mention it was a cat, or that it was a male. Let's pretend I'm surprised and you're embarrassed and move on. To answer your question, I would describe my feeling toward the animal as lukewarm. Um, okay, that's fine. It doesn't really matter, I think, just... 
What if someone told you you could play a game that would bring him back to life? If someone told me that, I would regard the remark with a great deal of skepticism. If that someone was you, on the other hand, then I would have to ask preemptively, Is that someone you? Yes, that someone is me. I just thought you might find it interesting. So, what is this game? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying is all. I think you'll hear about it later, and maybe you can talk to John and Dave about it. They're way more into all that stuff than me. I'll see what the word on the street is about it, in due time. For now, I should probably order a copy of Knitting for Assholes. It would be a shame if I ran late with John's present. Boom! Get the katana. You catalog your katana and prepare to venture out into the apartment to retrieve your bro's copy of the game. But first, maybe, just maybe... Retrieve the dead bird. Dude, that bird is long gone. It probably won't last long in this heat anyway. You don't even know what's up with this sick heat. The sun threatens to set, but won't step off. It's staring you down like the big red eye of a hot needle, skipping on a groove it's tracing around the earth. While lingering in midair, its heat seems to suspend time itself, stretching it like warped vinyl. It's meant to rain this season, but there ain't been a drop in sight. Even a little drizzle would help. Might help to fizzle this shizzle a little bizzle. Set the record straight on this global turn dizzle. So don't change the dizzle. Turn it up a little. I got a living room full of fine dime brizzles, waiting on the pizzle, the dizzle, and the shizzle. G's to the bizzack, now ladies, here we gizzo. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. English romantic poet John Keats. Exit my room and go into the living room. Sorry, little dude, coming through. Gotta put you down for a bit. You figure you left him hanging long enough. Hmm. Hastily enter the room with wild abandon. You barge in and see a familiar face. A friendly face. Mr. T. Next. You stand in the living room. Your bro spends most of his days in here. At night, he crashes on the futon over there. You don't see him anywhere, though. There's the puppet chest he stores Lil Cal in when he takes him out on gigs. But when he's home, he usually leaves Cal on display somewhere. And with good reason, because Cal is totally sweet. So sweet. Man. Pity the fool. It's your brother's Mr. T puppet, which of course is kept in the apartment with a sense of profound humorous irony. But as usual with your bro's exploits, this is no ordinary irony, or anything close to a pedestrian tier one ironic gesture, which is a meager single step removed from sincerity. This is like ten levels of irony removed from the original joke. It might have been funny like eight years ago to joke about Mr. T and how he was sort of lame, but that that was the very thing that made him awesome and badass, and that his awesomeness was also sort of the joke. But in this case, the joke is the joke, and that degree of irony itself is also the joke, and so on. Only highly adept satirical ninjas like you and your bro can appreciate stuff like this. It's cool taking stuff that other people think is funny, but you know really isn't, and making it funny again by adding subtle strata of irony, which are utterly undetectable to the untrained eye. Also, for good measure, Mr. T is wearing a leather thong and handcuffed to a pantsless Chuck Norris puppet. God, you hope you can be as good as your bro at this someday. You'd never tell him that, though. Find little Cal and give fist bump. I'm not sure that his bro's stuff is as cool as he's saying it is. I don't think his bro does anything ironically. (laughs) Cal's nowhere in sight. All you see is a bunch of your bro's weird nude puppets strewn around haphazardly. You, uh, 
you guess these things are kind of cool? Sort of? Play a game on the Xbox. Fuck, all his enemies are going to be puppets. It looks like your bro was playing. It's not like him to leave in the middle of some totally intense gaming. Not like him to misplace Cal, either. Man, you hope the little guy's alright. No. Before we move on here, I gotta draw attention to, um... You see that, uh, picture of Gonzo from Muppet Babies up there with his nose mosaiced out? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is getting bad quick. Fuck. Oh, there you are, dude. Didn't see you there. We be chill today, Cal? Yeah, you better fucking believe we be chill. Cal is the man. Resist great urge to pro play bros Xbox. You fail to resist the urge. You start thrashing up stunts, something uncanny brutal on your quest for mad snacks, yo, and get this way rude hunger under control. Shit is basically flying off the hook. It's like shit wants nothing to do with that hook. The hook is dead to that shit. But you get stuck in some poorly modeled 3D fixture or something. Like a railing? Or a piece of the wall? You'll have to reset. Fuck this shit. Give little cow a bro fist bump. Oh man, you almost forgot. Gotta give the Seaman some props. Next. Props you. <laughs> Alright, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, thanks everyone for listening in. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow Mike Blaze on Twitter at JustBlaze. B-L-I-B-L-A-I-S. There we go. And uh, let's just... Go out on the smooth sounds of Game Bro here. <laughs> okay, check out your bro's sweet gear. <laughs>